to episode 13 of People Behind the Business, a show for small businesses with small teams and huge emotions. I'm your host, Rosemary Richard. This week's episode is a chance to dive into the life of a gifted entrepreneur who juggles her life in between running a business that trains models and actors of all ages and running a pop culture focused YouTube channel. So really we're going to have a conversation about both those worlds. Um, that would be especially interesting to you in training other creatives, other aspiring creatives is a big part of what you want to do in the future. And you're, you would also like to start your YouTube channel in the future. It's hard to juggle both. It's hard to juggle both a side project like a podcast or a YouTube channel while running a small business. But if you're realizing that's something you're going to be doing in the future, there's so much you can learn from this week's episode. So the guest I have on this week is Sean Bernard of Strut Modeling and Talent Agency. And without further ado, I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. Well, I'm Shaw Bernard, and I am the owner of Strut Model and Talent Agency in New York City. And basically, what we can train talent, models, and actors, children, teens, and adults, and provide them with a platform to be scouted by top agents around the New York area. So, I have to ask such a great story behind that. You know what? I actually had like a think tank with some friends as I was thinking about names when I decided that I wanted to pursue my entrepreneurial aspirations and I wanted it to be within the modeling and fashion realm. And I'm thinking of like what name is catchy and what does. And a girlfriend of mine actually was the one that threw the name out there. And so I didn't even really come up with it on my own. We were just kind of thinking it through with my friends and I chose the best one that suited and it was struck made sense yeah I mean it definitely ties right into it to the point and that's that's a good way to do that too uh sometimes it's friends can have the better idea when I first started this podcast uh just getting a consensus from other people uh something as simple as taking the word the out of the title and making it more to the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so really, and not being afraid because I think a lot of times when we are starting new ventures, we want to kind of figure it out all on our own. Um, and based on previous experiences, we, we might not want to allow people in. But I think that just being a circle of people who know you, love you, and want you to be together just to have them involved in the process can be very helpful. So on a related note, uh, the very nature of what you do, it's very collaborative. Uh, what is the best way that you found to get other people involved in your work? So in terms of working with other um, coaches and things of that nature, I have been fortunate to be surrounded by people in the industry because I modeled for over 15 years. I just had resources and contacts with people once I started I, and I knew that I needed to have other people on staff eventually. Um, but I, I would just reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I'm doing this. I think you can come through to classes. But then also, if that didn't work, sometimes I would be able to find people on, you know, side where you can 
artist, teaching artists and things of that nature. But right now, we're in a really good position because I work for another company as a model and talent coach, and I was able to connect with some other amazing people who believe in what I do and did the same thing together for the other company. And that company is no longer in existence, so it opens up the opportunity for us to now be able to work together over at Struck. So that's been really nice to have happen. Uh, so besides with, uh, people that you know, what do you think is the best way to set to find out who's a good fit for teaching other creatives uh, versus someone that's good at what they are doing in their field? Yeah. Teach it to people, you know, as I'm in school, it's like the people have a lot of knowledge, but they may not necessarily take that so that they can get it. So I do a lot of vetting. I think it's important for me when I do, you know, our models or actors and everything. You know, um, I just try to get to know them at a team level because I can also connect with them. And then also just putting them to the test because people can say they're qualified for a lot of things, but you never really you put them to the test. So that's really how I break it down. It's like, Getting to know their background, their history um, as artists, and then also just putting them to work and, and seeing if they fit them. Giving them guidance, of course, and helping them understand what is expected from them at Struck, but then also allowing them to use their creatives as well, you know, mm-hmm. and what the services have provided. So, could you elaborate on what you by putting to the test? So, yeah, putting them to the test. I mean, a lot of times I will create courses um, for the instructors to each, but sometimes I want them to also bring in their stuff. So, I have them create a curriculum of their own just to see if that's something that they're even capable of. You know? um, and based on the reaction to that, I'll know whether or not that's somebody that is willing to do the groundwork, you know? Um, and then also, every every style is different. So, you know, the ones they teach in the classes move forward in that direction, then I'll also be able to observe the way they do that. And if they are good with taking direction, then we can continue. But um, sometimes, of course, if people are being in their own field for a very long time, they might have a hard time with taking direction from others. And so that's also that it's not a good fit, you know? Uh, so is, is there ever a challenge? Is, is ever the issue where they're um, they came into the industry a long time ago and just not as in touch with what it's like now? There can be some of that too. There can definitely be some of that. Um, fortunately, uh, a lot of the people that I work with, because they are actually actively in the industry, even though they might have been there for a long time, they are in tune with what's going on. Like they have their finger on the pulse of what's new, you know. Um, so, because I don't only have, like, only models or actors teaching their classes, I actually also have agents that teach the classes as well. So, because they're actively doing this every day, then they have a different vantage point as well to be able to train the talent because potentially they could be the ones booking them, you know, in the future. So, that's also a different angle as well. Yeah, and they have to know all the different perspectives, how to talk to a photographer, how to talk to all the different people involved, because that, that's a really great way of doing that, for sure. So, how do you find yourself personally the best way for keeping up to date with the changes in your industry? 
you know what? I am constantly on social media. I'm constantly having conversations with the other coaches. Um, and really trying to stay aware of the trends and all of the things that are going on. So um, I'm checking out all the agencies constantly to see who are on their development boards, who's the new hot, hot model, you know, or the up and coming stars, actors, and that. So I, I really do a lot of research and just kind of stay abreast because it's so important, you know. Yeah. The industry changes so much. I mean, even from like a six month period, one, you can have a talent go in and at that moment, they're not interested. And then six months later, something happens, and they're the best and hottest thing. They've almost as if they've never seen you before. You're so amazing, you know? Um, and just so because I understand the industry from someone who has been in it and has gone through those things, then I am able to be able to share that perspective with my with clients that we train as well, you know? Um, and then also stay in the best myself to see, you know, what's, what's the end of the well, you know, what progress is being made in terms of inclusion of people of color or even in terms of like plus size and things like that. So, yeah. So, how do you apply this to working with such a diverse crowd? I noticed the big thing with uh, what you guys attract is not only a lot of different age groups, but a lot of different um, races and cultures and etc. Yeah, well, that's, that's something that's very important for me is to really have diversity represented because that's just the way of the world. I mean, unfortunately, everybody doesn't think like that, but the world is complicated, complex, and, and it varies. You know, there's so many differentiations in races and ages and all those things. So I think for us, it's what we want to represent all of that. And also, you know, there's the difference between high fashion modeling and then also commercial modeling. So covering those spaces as well, because everybody is needed, you know, it's not, you might know the names and see the faces and resonate with those people that are high fashion models per se, uh, but we, the commercial girls are working too, it's just that we don't have a, they're, they're not a household name per se. So, I mean, it's just important for me to cover all of the bases and that's kind of how you make the work with the children, the teens, and the adults. Because I mean, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is that there are so many people that have dreams and aspirations. I mean, um, and so we don't want to limit what we can offer people simply because they're, they're quote unquote, too old or too young or whatever. It's like, hey, you do believe that this is what you're supposed to be doing. And if we can see some talent in there somewhere, then we'll work with that. is beautiful and has talent. So 
what's going to separate you from the rest. So really also instilling those values of work ethic and also being kind and respectful and wanting to help people work with you and for the family, you know, the younger children, I'm helping them understand that they play a role as well, right? Like they, even when agencies are signing on the program, they also want the parents as well because they want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. So just helping them like really understand the industry inside out and not just having the quote-unquote skills to model and act, but to really be able to navigate the industry as a whole. Uh, so how do you apply that to things? Like working with young women who start the STEAM program, for instance, self-esteem and confidence mm-hmm. must play a huge role in a lot of what you try to strive for. Yeah, and certainly. So the Stratosphere program I created that um, to just to be able to help the women, as you said. And a lot of those programs, a lot of the work I do with that program is in um, inner city schools. So we work with schools from the Department of Education. Um, they take our program and to do that very thing, just to instill the self-esteem. And it's so important. I think it's also a great way to expose the kids in those demographics to the arts um, in a way that they might not have access to, but then also to instill real-life skills and value into them as well. So luckily, the juxtaposition is like, here, we're going to really give you exposure to industries that are wonderful, and you can, it can spark some interest in you, maybe that's the route that you want to take career-wise. But nevertheless, you're going to leave here learning how to have self-value, learn how to, in the real world, navigate through going to interviews and how to dress appropriately and how to speak, you know, to people, um, the young women learning how to walk in fears and how to hold their posture properly. So those are all really great things that modeling helps with. Um, the self-esteem component just really comes along with all of it. Self-esteem is such a delicate issue, especially amongst that age group. Uh, how have you found, what have you found most useful for um, tackling that sensitively and also being current? Well, you know what? So I, it's funny because um, I just turned 30. So when I started start, I was 25. And, and I think the younger people can resonate with me differently because I am what they will call still kind of younger. And then I don't look like I'm 30. I look like I'm still in my 20s or I'm about their age, you know. And instantaneously, when people see me, I think there's like an attraction that happens because I'm tall, right? I'm six one, so people just want to talk to me in general. And I use that to my advantage, particularly with helping with the self-esteem of the young girls because, you know, I, I'm able to really relate to them on a personal level. So it's not that they just see this woman in front of them who, yeah, is model and can help them in those things, but I, I get very personal with them about the struggles that I've had myself um, with, with not self-esteem, but just life in general whether it might be with your parents or, you know, the way you're raised or where you're from, you know, um, just helping them to be able to be comfortable and own all of those different experiences because it makes them who they are. So, and I'm also very aware of like social media and the influence and all the kind of stress that that adds, you know, so I'm able to tackle it from that perspective as well because they resonate with that as well. You know, they're on social media. This is their era, right? So, yeah. They, they get a lot of the information and the influence and they're bombarded constantly with things from there. So because I am in that world as well, just being aware of all of those things and, you know, staying current with pop culture and 
all of that stuff. I, I use all of it to be able to relate to them because, you know, kids, if you can find the things that they're interested in, then you can appeal to them. You're able to get deeper with them. No, but you've got to build like a sense of trust and relatability. Yeah, one, well, it's definitely a two-way street. Uh, being vulnerable and made to other people responding well, it's being vulnerable as well. I definitely yeah. agree on on that. So, uh, speaking of the pop culture element, uh, I mean, now would be a good time to keep on just talking a little bit about your YouTube channel. How did that first come about? Yeah, so I started the YouTube channel, um, Shabana TV, just a few months ago, maybe back in May, even, maybe March. My days are, my months are almost that, but it's, it's not even six months yet. It's like a very new channel. Uh, and so I have been uh, trained as a TV host for a few years now, and I had been playing with the idea of different topics that I wanted to cover and the longest I could narrow it down. And then also, I'm always thinking grandiose, so I'm like, man, I need to get a crew, you know, because I'm the host, and I'm going to write the copy and produce all the content and all that stuff, but I need someone film and I need someone edit and I need a space for it to happen. And um, three years went by, and just communication with different people claiming that they wanted to really on board with this project and it just never went anywhere and so I decided I was like you know what I'm going to be a one woman show and I'm going to produce the content and write the copy and come up with the topic and I'm going to film it I'm going to edit it myself I'm just going to get those skills together and that's exactly what I did so I took some videography classes that already had a camera that I can film with that I took some videography classes but I also took some editing classes because I was totally a novice where that concerned. And yeah, I knew that I love pop culture stuff and I've always wanted to just talk about those things. Um so I just said no more, I'm not gonna wait for all my ducks to line up in a row according to how I think it should happen. I'm just gonna start working. And yeah, how, yeah however this is never never a good time. It's never a good time. Um, you know, in terms of like all the operations, 
anywhere. They're just everything is twenty four seven. But in terms of like day to day operations, I'm like, okay, this is my schedule for that. And then you know, take a minute, and then at night, I come. You know, the truth of the matter is, like, when you're trying to build something from the ground up, and you really just a one person show, if you will, then you you have to sacrifice. You know, and so that sacrifice might be sleep a little bit. You know, you might have to go to bed a little later, but in the end, it'll be worth it. You know, you don't want to look back and have regrets and say, oh man, I wish I would have, I should have started or whatever. Like, just get it done, you know, start the wheels of time, put all the systems in place that you possibly can think of, you know, because it really doesn't require a lot, right? I mean, anyone can set up something and film something, you know, um, and where you want it to be. It, it's great to have goals and aspirations and visions for what you would want your project to look like. And that's great, but don't let that stop you from just starting it where it's at, the state that it's at. Just start it there, and then you can work your way up to it being as amazing as you want it to be. But if wait for it to be amazing from the get-go, you're not going anywhere fast. Yeah, yeah, because then it will just never get anywhere, for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, what is your, I know you talked about it a little bit, but what is your typical process for, like, from figuring out an idea or a video to putting it all together. Yeah, so I, um, because it is pop culture and particularly like shopping our TV is going to encapsulate pop culture lifestyle. Um, but right now it's a lot of pop culture. So, um, and, and look at the channel, I, I point it pop pop. So I basically, um, just look at all the different things that are current, you know, current events, pop culture, and figure out the things that speak to me the most, because I don't cover everything. Sometimes it's just, like, not even worth my time, I personally. So um, I, I think about things that I can talk about that will resonate with people, and then also a lot of things that um, I might have had experience with or relates to me somehow. Um, I'll figure out how to fuse it within the story as well. So that's usually the process. It's like figuring out what are the topics that are current at the moment and narrowing it down to get it within that like twenty minutes spot. <laughs> um, that's the other thing as well in terms of like length. and then at you know, just filming I usually do two takes and then I just kinda edit them together based on like how I got my voice here, everything they were there or you know, did I say something that I liked a little bit better in the first take or second take? However, but I just kind of work it that way. So how has it impacted your work with Strut? Has it, has it impacted in any way? No. Really? No. There, there, are two, there are two different things. <laughs> it's like two different <laughs> worlds. They don't, I, I mean, sometimes, like, if there's obviously a story on, like, a fashion model or something, or, you know, like, with the new two trends that move men and, and how models are fighting
you know, I feel I feel fulfilled in knowing that I am working towards my dream. You know, of one day like having my own talk show and posting red carpets and things like that. So I feel like this is all laying the groundwork. And I, I'm excited about the journey to see you know, where I start and where I'll end up. Um, but it's just great to know that, like, you thought of something, you wanted to do it, and you're getting it done. And that's usually my attitude, you know. Like, there are a lot of things that I want to do, and I just figure mm-hmm. out the process. Get it. So, uh, looking back at the very first video, is there anything you would have changed about how you approached it, the channel as a whole? Yeah, you know, my first video is so funny. I, I did two, my first video, I did two takes. I was filming one on my my um, camera and then the other one on my, on my iPhone, uh, or my husband's phone. And the take from the camera was horrible, like it was blurry, it didn't look right, and then the take from the iPhone was better, but I wasn't looking directly into it. I put it out there still, you know, and I got feedback like, oh, you're not looking directly into the camera. But you know what? I was just like, I had to get this out. I was on a time frame. I'm like, I want to start doing these videos by then. And hey, it was my first one. Give me a break. All right, people, the next few videos, I'm going to look into the camera. But here's why this was the way it was. So I don't know if I would, I mean, I guess obviously I would want to have, you know, would have wanted to be looking into the lens. But hey, I was. It's just that that take was terrible and I had to use something else. So, yeah. If anything, that makes it more genuine now because then now the audience feels more connected and invested in the growth. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, remember the first video? You weren't even looking at us. No, we are. So, that's pretty awesome. So, what have you found most useful videos out there? Well, you know, like I've come out on YouTube and um, I'm also. What I, what I didn't know how to do in the beginning, um, but I've learned how to now, it's just like editing them down in shorter snippets to be able to post them to Instagram and also like doing some for Facebook. So I feel like when I post them on my other social media platform, it has like great responses and gets more views and it gets people back over to the channel to be able to like subscribe or watch it yet. All right. So, uh, something's up. Uh, any cool projects and goals on the go that you want listeners to hear about? Yeah, so I mean, right now we are just preparing for our Maryland uh, camp, our Maryland Action Camp for ages 5 to 12, and then we're also doing our modeling summer intensive for just high fashion models from ages 13 to 25, um, and then we're gearing up for the fall as well. Our fall classes start in September, and those are the 12 weeks. And I'll be moving on my YouTube channel to a new studio. Actually, I won't be filming at my apartment anymore. I will be filming down at um, the local public access television station. So that's really cool. Oh, cool. That would be good for uh, quality resources and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Certainly. certainly. So where can listeners find you online? So if the shop and our TV, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and of course YouTube, and it's Shabbat TV across the board. So you put that on, you'll find all of my social media platforms. And for Strut, it's um, on Facebook, we're Strut Model and Talent Agency, and on Instagram, we're Strut Models and Talent. Uh, so listeners, don't worry if you're driving, whatever, uh, I'll put all that 
show notes over on rosemarywoodays.com slash podcast. And yeah, so it was nice chatting with you today and have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Rosemary. It was wonderful to be on. Alright, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard and you would like to keep up to date on future episodes, hit the subscribe button on your podcast listening device. And I also have an active newsletter for podcasts, updates, and etc. And the link for that is available in the show notes if you'd like to opt in for that. And of course, tell all your friends and I'll see you soon on future episodes. To one of my podcast episodes and said, gee, I wonder how I can support future episodes as well. Ever read one of my rosywritingspace.com blog posts and wanted to do something to support future related projects as well? Well, now you can by leaving a donation over on patreon.com. My page is over at patreon.com slash Mary Richings, and it includes awesome benefits like shout outs on your name or company on the podcast and one on one coaching sessions relating to your independent content creation projects with yours truly. So, if you'd like to support the podcast and my future projects, you can do so over on patreon.com slash Rosemary Richards.